to the frankly drinking christmas special i am your host lawrence and i'm luke and as larry said you're listening to the frankly drinking christmas special that's right happy holidays everybody <laughs> uh we knew we wanted to do this and uh wanted to have a special show uh in between seasons because of the timing worked out nicely so welcome we've got uh i think we got Dino performing. We got Sammy on the bill uh, a little later with the uh, the, Ro- the Rudolph uh, the Rudolph singers. Uh, it's wall to wall, Frank. Um, <laughs> that's what? it. That's just Frank. It. That's it. Wall to wall. I mean, I'm I'm not complaining. I just thought we had more people booked for this thing. Um, no, we're just we're sticking with the best. Yeah, and then we don't call it frankly drinking for nothing. Well, true. I just thought we were gonna do. You know, like an old school throwback episode, like the old days where they'd have, you know, we'd have at least Liza or, you know, I don't know. Let's next Christmas special. Okay. We'll, we'll broaden it a little bit. Yeah. We should put some phone calls in, get Nancy, Tina, see who we can turn up, see who we can turn up. Um, Well, it's been a uh, while and, and, you know, I thought it was a good way to, uh, we definitely both thought it was a good way to send off this crazy year and, uh, you know, end with on a high note with the show uh, versus making you wait for a couple months more. Oh no, we couldn't. We it's couldn't a gift. Let Christmas go by. We're giving you a gift. Uh, yeah, Sinatra was crazy about Christmas. Loved Christmas. Did a million Christmas records and singles and specials on television. And he was such. always giving. Um, giving new new Christmas albums every. What every couple months? Uh, every no, couple days. no, no. But he he did do a lot of it, and um, as we're going to see tonight, he actually um, contributed in a significant way to uh, the uh, Christmas songbook. Ah, mm-hmm. excellent. Yes. Well, I can't wait any longer uh, to open uh, our first gift to Ooh. ourselves okay. on this show because uh, <laughs> it's been quite a month uh, for, for both of us. So yeah. Uh, yeah. anyway, I, I figured um, why not just uh, just start on a high note here. Yeah. Uh, stop messing around and just uh, go straight to uh, a 20-year-old Pappy Van Winkle. Oh, man, what a gift uh, to me. Yeah, and also, 
to send to send twenty off. There's there's not much left in this bottle, but also this is the only this is the only uh, gift wrapped bottle of bourbon that actually uh, is uh, as close to Santa Claus as you can get in the red velvet bag. Oh my gosh, we're gonna have to put that on Instagram. It I looks, mean, uh, it looks who's cool. got a beard that's shiny white? Is that what the lyrics are? <laughs> Pappy's got a beard that's <laughs> oh so white. Uh, old Saint Nick and Pappy Van Winkle. It's That's right. Pretty, pretty good couple of guys there. Hmm. Hmm. Plus, you know, after a couple more drinks, our palate would be ruined. So, mm. I wanted to taste this before we actually mm. put something uh, uh, a little special later in front of it. So, plus, you can't just dive into playing Frank without anything in your glass. No, no. You need to. You need to have a little something and. You said this is twenty year old. Larry? This is twenty year old Pappy Van Winkle. Um, it is a bottle that I believe that I put. I don't remember at this point, um, but I believe that I put my girlfriend's name in a raffle. Mm. And uh, about ten a.m. on a Tuesday, I get this phone call from her saying, "I don't know what I picked. They called me and they told me I had I couldn't call you." To, to make the selection, I had to pick right there on the phone what I wanted. And I said, well, what did you get? Thinking she was like, you know, number 25 or number 30 or, you know, like 50 on the list. Yeah. She's like, oh, I was number one. I was the first person they called. Oh, my God. And they said, and she said, I don't know. Well, what, what do you have? What do you have, you know, available? Yeah. And, she, and they said, we have the Pappy Van Winkle 20. We have the Pappy Van Winkle 15 we had and she went i'll take the pappy van winkle 20 she had no idea what she was picking <laughs> well mm. so i think that this is this that's this bottle um there's mm-hmm. not much left so that's it's kind of be i think i'm going to drink it before the end of the year just to say goodbye to 20 well this is this is very good mm. there's definitely some age on this pappy van winkle there's some oak in there Mm-hmm. I prefer the 15 year old if you can get a, a bottle of it it's amazing mm-hmm. but the, the 20 is uh, a special occasion dram and so that's why I poured it up wow salud uh, speaking of gifts um, you know I was going to make a suggestion I, mm-hmm. I have I have um, you know there's not much frank news this time of year except for um, they have released um, for the second year in a row. I saw where they released um, some Christmas animated videos on YouTube. Yes, uh, yes of classic indeed. Frank songs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't remember offhand which songs they are. I, I think let, "Let It Snow" is one of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the other one, I'm not sure. Oh, I don't recall. They did. They did one last year. I think they did two more this year. Yep. And then last year was also the year of the uh, Sinatra Seal team up. Oh yes. Um, so they did a there was a duet from last year that you can track that down. Yeah. But yeah, very good. And then it's, a, it's fun. And then they also released uh, Luke. I just pointed this out to you a few minutes ago. They mm. released they've um, reissued. And I say they. Uh, it's this uh, independent label that um, does audiophile quality. Uh, you know reissues mm-hmm. kind of like mobile fidelity sound lab and um, they're like a smaller version of that I believe they're out of the UK I'm not sure where they're located but they 
reissued and remastered um, uh, Sing and Dance with Frank Sinatra, the first uh, 10-inch or 12-inch uh, LP or EP mm-hmm. uh, that Frank released way back when. I don't know the date on that. Yeah, I don't know the date, but it was in the Columbia era. Yep. So, yeah, it's and it's a great record as and well. And it's on, it's on a high-quality CD, and it's on a high-quality LP. If you can get the LP, do that. It's mm. it's an amazing little package, and there's a bunch of out uh, and like five or six outtakes on there, I think, mm. or alternate versions, okay, and uh, unreleased tracks. So it's it sounds great, makes a great gift for the Sinatra fan in your in your world or for yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and the other thing too, I was going to mention was that you know we're not like a bourbon. Uh, we nerd out a little bit, but we don't nerd out like the uh, other bourbon podcast or the other bourbon <laughs> websites or social media sites do where they make a year end list of the best bourbons they've ever had mm-hmm. this year yeah. uh, or, or best of the year. Um, but I was going to suggest for anybody in your life, because I always get asked what people want, you know, would want or what's a good bourbon uh, to buy for somebody for uh, Christmas. My answer mm-hmm. is always any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. this year I will recommend one that's actually on a couple of people's list, including whiskey advocate. And that is the knob Creek 12 year. Um, mm. This is a bottle that I've returned to a couple times this year. And it, it's, it's probably, I have to say it's probably my favorite bourbon this year, just from a price point standpoint mm. and also just a taste. It's a hundred proof 12 year old knob Creek for only, it, it should be under 60 bucks. Really? Yeah. Okay. So finding a 12-year-old bourbon for that price point right now is kind of unheard of. Um, that you, you just won't find that. And so, um, especially with quality, right? Yeah. So I recommend um, Knob, Knob Creek 12. It's my favorite of the year. And uh, I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, it's got a lot of great oak and tobacco and fruit. It's, it's, a, it's a great, great bourbon. You know, someone gave me, a friend this year gave me a Knob Creek um, store pick. Oh, yeah. And it's fantastic. Yeah. It's so good. I think, I mean, something like 114, 116, something like 120. 120, 120 proof. Yeah, the yeah, store picks will be, like, they'll be like 120 proof. Sometimes yeah. they drink that hot. Sometimes they don't. But the thing, the secret about those store picks is... Mm-hmm. You know, on the label, because the label is a preset label that's printed by Jim Beam. Mm-hmm. And that label has nine years on it. Okay? Yeah. But those those store picks can be upwards of 15 years. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So they're not exactly, you know, the store owner at that store or the store you go to that does a pick, mm-hmm. if you see that on shelves, yeah. uh, that, that store owner can tell you the age. Oh. And I believe I believe the store picks are a little bit more expensive because of the proof, um, and you know the store has to unload them. But um, those are a great value too, and delicious for what you're getting. Yeah. No, what was your good. What was your uh, favorite bourbon of the, of the year? You know, I, I definitely um, Elijah Craig is is always a go to um, for me, but. You know, one that surprised me is one that you gave me, Larry, and that was that oh. um, uh, old grand, granddad one fourteen. Oh that yeah, wide mouth bottle. Oh yeah. I, I this just came out of nowhere for me. I I had no reference point oh, I, for it. I knew what and I was, was giving you. Really tasty. <laughs> really, really good. 
Um, I think I recall you telling me you had to hide that bottle at one point. I, I did. I, I had to t- put it downstairs in the basement. So I, now I still have some of it. Yeah. Because I was drinking it and enjoying it. Um, well, they've they've threatened to discontinue that, but it's it's still readily available on a lot of shelves. So, to our viewers, if you want a nice midwinter pour, yeah, oh uh, man, that is one hundred proof, one hundred fourteen proof. Yeah, old granddad is is delicious. It's a great great bourbon. Yeah, really good. So, we we heard uh, jingle bells uh, at the kickoff of the show, which was from. Uh, Jolly Christmas, the Jolly Christmas album, 1957, uh, by Frank Sinatra, orchestrated by Gordon Gordon Jenkins, and you heard uh, a great swinging version uh, by Frank, and um, he that kicks off uh, the Jolly Christmas album, um, which is a great Christmas album. I argued uh, a couple years ago that maybe it was the greatest um, pop Christmas album of all time. I think it's pretty it's, pretty great. I think it's number yeah, one in my book. The the orchestrations, the performance, the material uh, is all uh, sublime. And um, Frank did a nice thing with this album. He he put. Um, the swinging, fun Christmas songs on side A, and he put the um, the holy, um, more religious songs on side B. Ah, so party in the front, it, it, church in the back. That's I right. guess right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just gorgeous throughout, and uh, so definitely oh, check one. out Jolly Christmas. Um, Gets our highest rating, five and a five and a half stars, more than five stars, just five and a half. So, so we're gonna take a listen to um, a song now uh, that was um, written by Sammy Kahn and Jules Stein for the 1954 Frank Sinatra Christmas single. Now, the A side was White Christmas. But Frank uh, got in touch with Jewel Stein and told him, hey, I want a new Christmas song for this single. You guys get to work on it. And, of course, this is this is before the Con Van Heusen days. This is the Con Stein days. So Stein was uh, writing the music and uh, Sammy Kahn, the lyric. Um, Jules Stein uh, reached out to Sammy Kahn, and Kahn said, hold on, <laughs> no, no, no. We're not going to write a new Christmas song to be the B-side of White Christmas, uh, which is, of course, by Ir- Irving Berlin and right. had long been a classic um, already. But Frank insisted, and Frank had a, has a way of you know, getting his way. And, um, even in 1954, (laughs) even in 1954, he was new to capital, uh, the previous year, but Khan, Khan and Jewel Stein worked for Sinatra. I mean, they, they wanted to do what the man wanted. Sure. Um, so they got together in an apartment, uh, Stein and Khan did. And, and Khan asked him, he said, Hey, 
Has there ever been a Christmas waltz? You know, a Christmas song to the to the waltz time. And um, Stein didn't think there had been, and he said, "Con said, well, how about play me that waltz you've been working on? I know you've been working on a waltz tune." And that's when they made history. They wrote the Christmas waltz, which is uh, one of my favorites. Larry, let's uh, let's take a listen to this 1954 version of the Christmas Waltz, the B-side to White Christmas by Frank Sinatra. It's that time of year when the world falls in love. Every song you hear seems to say Merry Christmas May your new year dreams come true And this song of mine In three-quarter time Wishes you and yours The same thing too Such a great one. How about that? Uh, the 1954 single version, uh, orchestrated by Nelson Riddle, released on Capitol. Frank would go on to re-record the song for Jolly Christmas in 1957, and again for uh, his 1968 album, The Sinatra Family Wish You a Merry Christmas. So he recorded it again and again and so did a lot of other people. Oh, yeah. Um, it finally got onto the uh, Billboard charts uh, in 2003. Harry Connick put it on the Billboard oh, chart. of course. And uh, even with dozens of people recording it in the intermittent years, um, Connick finally got it uh, on the Billboard chart. So that, that track is actually uh, one of the music videos that they released on YouTube. Uh, this oh, year, so okay. let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Uh huh. The Christmas Waltz and Mistletoe and Holly are the three. Well, they did three this year. I tell you, I got to apologize to the audience. I have not done my homework. Uh, got to catch up on these Sinatra videos there's that been, he, he keeps pumping out. There's been a lot going on, <laughs> but yeah, basically um, they hired some animation companies and they did some uh, styles that were very evocative of like the 60s style of animation they did mm. like, like the rudolph specials you know, the, the rankin bass yeah specials yeah. they're they're like paper cutouts and like a traditional animation so they're oh. they're really nice you should you should definitely check them out sold sold I'm going home now and and watch those uh yeah i i i, I think we started strong it's it's hard to it's hard to go anywhere else um with with a dram than Pappy Van Winkle 20. Yeah. But I was thinking about, and, mm-hmm. and this is going to be kind of obvious for people who know, but I was thinking about um, the flavors of Christmas and what mm. what would be a good dram that represented the Christmas show to, to celebrate on the Christmas show. And mm-hmm. something that's uh, relatively, you know, sort of 
easy to find if you know when it's going to hit your store mm-hmm. or if you can ask your store owner about it. Um, it. It's probably too late for most people listening to this show. Unfortunately, I'm going to be very honest. Right. But um, this time of year, I always find that rye, just like in summer, mm. there's certain ryes that, that do really well uh, with the Christmas palette, go well mm-hmm. with desserts and go well with Christmas dinner and just a warm night by the fire with Christmas music. But when it comes to finished rye, you'll find even better flavors that go with Christmas. And a company that has been producing rye uh, by sourcing and distilling is High West mm-hmm. out of Park City, Utah. Oh. So every year, uh, a lot of companies release a, a holiday bottle, you know, and and High West releases a holiday bottle, a winter bottle, um, called a Midwinter's Night Dram. And they they have a Shakespeare theme with the label and, and, uh, and the, <laughs> the copy on the bottle, and they mm-hmm. release it in Axe. So this is, I think this bottle that we're drinking is an older one, probably from around 2014. Is it Act 2.3? Two, yeah, mm-hmm, 2.3. So this is this is uh, Midwinter uh, Act 2.3, which uh, I've had sitting around for a while. Uh, mm. These are exceptional bottles. It's a six-year uh, rye from MGP out of Indiana, mm-hmm. and it's a 16-year uh, rye from Barton. And it's blended... And then it's finished in port cask, port cask and French oak. So basically, it, it it's incredible, and people just just get do anything they can they can to get their hands on these bottles. Um, but you know, a lot of stores it's, it's easy to find on shelves, uh, p- particularly around uh, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and uh, you might find some still on shelves. But if not, just ask ask somebody in your store, your store owner. Um, High West is a great great company and um they make a lot of great rye like rendezvous rye um, they make campfire which is a kind of a peated blend as well mm-hmm. of rye and uh whiskeys so this is yeah, this is a, a double great, rye for a manhattan yeah a double rye mm-hmm. um so i i just i just when, when, when you listen to the next track uh in particular i always feel like it's so quintessential to to, to listen to this song and to be sitting by the tree by the fire on Christmas Eve, if you don't do that every year, uh, you're not really celebrating Christmas. <laughs> and not to put too much pressure on you, uh, folks. But uh, so when Frank was working on the Jolly Christmas LP in 1957, um, he wanted to do "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas," uh, which had been written. Uh, credited to Hugh Martin and and Ralph Blaine for the 1944 MGM musical uh, Meet Me in St. Louis, which uh, was sung by Judy Garland. So the song was is a sad song. It's a song that has um, you know certainly a, um, a sadness to it and a wistfulness. Uh, but it was much it's, it was much bleaker to begin with. Um, when it was being written for the musical, they had to change some lyrics and 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 make it um, a little more hopeful, a little less bleak. And um, then in 1957, so Frank's working on Jolly Christmas, and he goes to um, Hugh Martin, the the writer, and he says, um, "There's this line here, you know, 
Um, until then, we'll have to muddle through somehow. And I'm writing, you know, I'm doing an album that's jolly Christmas. Could you jolly this up a little bit for me? <laughs> Make it a little more jolly? Instead and, of muddle? Um, it's not muddle Christmas. Well, until then, we'll have to muddle through somehow. Sure. Yeah. So, well, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, Larry. So... I don't want to muddle this up. <laughs> yes. So uh, Martin changed the line to um, hang a shining star upon the highest bough. And um, that's what Sinatra recorded um, for Jolly Christmas in 1957. And let's take a little listen to Frank and how he did on, um, on this recording of Have Yourself... A Merry Little Christmas. Here we are as in olden days Happy golden days of yore Faithful friends who are dear to us Gather near to us fates alive Hang a shining star upon the highest bough And have yourself a merry little Christmas now nice that's a good one <laughs> it's it's hard to beat that are you telling me that he just it was a perfectionist about this or he just enjoyed uh re-recording uh versions of classics over and over again because you know i know that there's more versions of this right oh absolutely um sinatra had recorded this song in um 1948 with the original lyric um, Only a few years earlier, because right. this is, yeah. And then 57, and then 63, uh, by that time he's on Reprise, his, his own record label. He started Reprise, and he does a, they do kind of a compilation record with um, a dozen artists from across the Reprise firmament, and and Frank does the first song on the record, and, and he does... Um, have yourself a merry little Christmas again. Um, only this time, he doesn't use the new lyric that he commissioned six years earlier. Um, he uses the original, and I think oh. um, I think to very good effect. I think the performance by Frank on on the reprise uh, recording is is quite nice. It's very much in keeping with the meaning of the song, and. I kind of think if if 2020 has an official Christmas song, uh, we might not do any better than have yourself a merry little Christmas. Faithful friends who were dear to us will be near to us one 
we all will be together if the fates align until then we'll have to muddle through somehow so think I'm, I'm muddling through <laughs> yeah it's it is it is almost the the perfect song for the year um we will be with the ones we love again but there's been so much of a break much too much of a break this year and one that i think just goes against everything in in our nature, in our makeup, and the way we're wired as human beings, we want to we want to be with um, people. We want to be with our friends. We want to be with our loved ones and relatives. And it's sort of I mean that's that's imprinted on our hearts that that desire I think yeah and um, that need and we're 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 having to go through something that's a little well, more than a little unnatural. Um, and you know, with good reason, but, um, it is, it has not been, um, easy on, on so many people. And, uh, I think particularly of those who, um, maybe are in, um, you know, uh, um, um, nursing homes, you know, places where it's hard for, um, people to visit. Yeah. And, you know, um, healthy people, uh, you know, they, we, we've been seeing our friends in various ways and, um, for months, but good, good grief. Uh, it is, it just breaks your heart to think about, uh, the challenges that, that are there for the elderly, some, some people and people who are sick and yeah, but I have to go, I visited my grandmother a few weeks ago and I had to stand outside the window. Now that's happened once before this year, but, uh, huh we were able to go on the back patio and she would stand out when the, the weather was nice. Yeah. But now that there's, you know, surges going on, it's like, you know, I'm standing outside the window talking to her on the phone. Uh, so, yeah. You know? Well, I, I do think there's been a, there's been a lot of muddling through. That's what that, that lyric, as it turned out, that original lyric, um, muddling through is really what we've all had to do. And, um, not just in this season, but through so much of the rest of this year. And, you know, I think if one of the great gifts I feel that we can give each other is just we can give each other the grace of realizing that everybody, absolutely everyone is just making this up as we go and muddling yeah. through and yeah. trying to get through somehow. Yeah, so. it's, uh, you know, and it's, it's not going to be much longer. It's, you know, we're, we're sh- shorter distance now to the end or till vaccines are coming. Even if it's, even if it's six or seven months until mm-hmm. it's fully rolled out, just keep doing the right thing, you know, keep being yeah. safe. Yeah. 
and keep you know keep being social and keep uh keep the faith that's right i mean you can also muddle through by muddling up some cocktails <laughs> this holiday <laughs> Yeah. You know, just get some... Uh, maybe an old-fashioned. Yeah, muddle maybe some old-fashions. Maybe a Manhattan. Yeah, absolutely. This yeah. this uh, this High West, what do you think of it? it? It drinks like a Manhattan. You could actually drop a cherry in this. <laughs> I think you're right. And uh, it, is, it is very good. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's so nice and warm. Mm. It's like a little fire in your belly. You can definitely taste that finishing that, that you described in the... Um, mm-hmm. Uh, port, port yep. barrels, port barrels. It, yeah. He chose port because of the whole Shakespearean, you know, British port is really popular during the holidays mm. in the UK. Mm. I enjoy, okay. I enjoy port only during the holidays. You know, Larry, I think, I think we need, I think we need another uh, piece of music to go, uh, yeah. to go with this dram we've got here from, from High West. The gift, um, uh, the gifts keep coming. It's yes. like it's like we're opening gifts around the tree. Yeah, we're gonna let's let's flip uh, let's flip to the B side of uh, the second side of Jolly Christmas. Oh, uh, we're gonna go to that back side of of, um, of Jolly Christmas. Um, it was uh, arranged by Gordon Jenkins. Um, the song we're gonna hear the original lyrics were from a poem written by Charles Wesley in 1739. They were adapted later. Uh, by um, George Whitefield, and these were, of course, um, you know, two of the, um, you know, early leaders. Charles Wesley, very early, um, and oh, George yes. Whitefield later yeah. of the Methodist Church, sure, um, who wrote this, and then the um, the Mendelssohn music that um, backs this song was written a hundred years later. Um, after Charles Wesley's poem was written, and this, that was written in 1840, and um, and adapted to the lyric, and I think um, you know, with with due due respect to Charles Wesley, he he thought that the music should be um, very slow and somber, and um, I think I think Mendelssohn nailed it, frankly, uh, frankly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, let's listen to um, Frank Sinatra. Um, Here he is with Hark the Herald Angels Sing from A Jolly Christmas. Hark! Hark the Herald Angels Sing Glory to the newborn King Peace on earth and mercy mild God and sinners reconciled Joyful all ye nations rise Join the triumph of the skies With angelic host proclaim Christ is born in Bethlehem can't go wrong with a hymn it's like it's like a sunday or it's like a you know a christmas eve service there yes absolutely i think um 
you know, I think a lot of us have great memories of uh, those Christmas Eve services, uh, other Christmas services, when you would sing hymns like that. Um, For me, the memories are wrapped up in the loved ones that were standing next to me. Um, You know, some of them who've who've gone on. Um, And uh, there's just something beautiful and timeless about that song. I don't think it's uh, by chance that it is a part of two uh, really big pop cultural um, pieces in the 20th century. Um, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. And A Charlie Brown Christmas. It's in both of those. It's the it's the it's the end of It's a Wonderful Life. Spoiler alert. I mean, if you haven't seen it. <laughs> Look, Daddy, an angel's got its wings. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's right. the moment where Zuzu is yeah. calling that out. And then it's I believe it's uh it's the the moment where Charlie Brown gives his soliloquy in the Charlie Brown Christmas special, right? Cuz the cuz the the choral group is going they're they're not singing the lyrics, they're just singing I think maybe they do at the very end or maybe in the credits, yeah. but it's it's in the show. Yeah, it's it's, it's in the it's show. Charlie's, it's Charlie's soliloquy there. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so a beautiful song, very nicely performed by Frank for Jolly Christmas with um, the orchestration by Gordon Jenkins. Um, very, it's a gift. very nicely done. You know... Uh, Speaking of gifts and always what we do on this show is we end the show with Jack Daniels. Yeah. Uh, I want to, I want to send a special message to Jack Daniels for anybody who works at Jack Daniels, who has connections at Jack Daniels. We know, obviously we can email them about this, but uh, one thing that Jack Daniels used to do and they discontinued this was they had a holiday bottle. Oh, for a very short time, they released a limited edition holiday bottle of single barrel select okay called holiday select and that's what we're enjoying tonight for our last pour this bottle is from 2012 this is the 2012 holiday select bottle uh these things would sit on shelves into the new year and i guess nobody bought them because there was so much product on shelves um and now they're collectible of course because they don't make it anymore Oh, man. I forget what year they stopped. It was either 15, maybe 14 or 15 or 16. Um, but, yeah, it's it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a selected bottle uh, that's special for the holidays. Nothing other than um, the packaging is new on it. But, it, you know, the, the bottle itself came from a, a single barrel select. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's of course, it's a gorgeous bottle. And they, the, the special red accents and stuff on here. Yeah. Um, it's a very nice package. I would, uh, yeah, Jack Daniels, Brown Foreman, if you're listening, I, I would have bought this for somebody yeah. this year. I mean, this is this It comes is in a box. Like the regular select doesn't come in a box. You can't, you can't wrap that easily. You know, this thing came in a box. You could put, you could just leave it as is and just hand it to somebody or you could wrap it up. I'm just saying. The box looks nice too. I'm just saying, bring it back, you know? Bring it back. Um, it wouldn't be. I'm sure it wouldn't be that hard. No, wouldn't be that hard. They've... And it's delicious. It's probably your best, most consistent mm. product. We've talked about it on the show. Mm. Even the employees who get paid 
you know, and get a bottle of Jack, you mostly choose single barrel select as their, their, their product of choice. So delicious stuff. I don't know that Luke has the bottle. What, what, what's the proof there? Um, let me check that. Um, as Larry said, this is the 2012 um, edition. And what is the proof on here? It is a, um, this is a uh, 90.4 proof. Very so nice. So 45.2% yeah. percent alcohol. Yep. And um, 110%, 115% flavor. I mean, this is, <laughs> this flavor is excellent. It's, it's great. This, this uh, particular bottle doesn't have any heat on it, which is great. It's a, it's all in the middle of the tongue for me. It's like just all the great things about Jack Daniels are just sitting right in the middle of my tongue. Mm-hmm. It's so good. But thank you so much for uh, making this uh, a tolerable year by listening to us this year. If you've uh, chosen the Frankly Drinking podcast, we've enjoyed putting it together. And we hope uh, next year is um, going to be um, even more fun, but also um, better for everyone listening and uh, enjoying uh, this recording yeah, absolutely and we're gonna let um we're gonna let frank close things out tonight and um this is a special recording it was um it was recorded in 1991 originally with um frank and um and frank jr playing piano and a friend of the family, Michael Lloyd, recorded um, Frank and Frank Jr. Um, at his home. This was for a charity CD, and it was to benefit children. And that was something that that Frank could never refuse to do. It was something that he he was moved by. And then um, in two thousand four, um, the family asked. Um, Johnny Mandel, the arranger, to work out an arrangement for this recording um, of Frank's vocal. And um, Frank had passed away in 1998. So six years, you know, after um, Frank passed, many of the people that worked with him for years, um, including um, Bill Miller, his pianist of many, many years, um, that he liked to call Charlie Sunshine <laughs> because Miller was so pale. Um, and then guitarist Al Viola and Ron Anthony, um, other players who played on so many Sinatra records and tours. And then um, Frank Sinatra Jr. conducted the recording of um, of the orchestra from 2004. If you're interested, if this um, touches your heart, there's a there's a YouTube video that um, that shows um, the recording of this, and um, I think um, we just want to say we just want to say thank you to everybody. Um, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year to everyone, and um, let's uh, let's let Frank uh, close out 2020 of Frankly Drinking with um, Silent Night. Enjoy. We'll see you next year. Silent Night 
Savior is born. 